Welcome to the Vibrant MD Podcast, where we discuss weight loss, women's health, and food. I'm your host, Dr. Heather Awad, a family doctor and certified weight loss coach. This podcast is informational, but is not meant as medical advice. Anything you want to change after listening should be discussed with your own doctor and personal medical team. I'm so glad that you're here with me today. Hello, my vibrant friend. Thank you for joining me today. I want to talk today about three things I learned from wearing a continuous glucose monitor. I actually did it this past summer, and it was really fun. I don't have a medical diagnosis that would allow my insurance to pay for the continuous glucose monitor, but this is the device that people place in their upper arm who are following their blood sugar because they've had a high blood sugar, they maybe have gestational diabetes, or maybe they have type 2 diabetes or type 1 diabetes, something that where they want to know their blood sugar all the time. And the cool thing is that these interact with an app on your phone, but there are companies that will let you do this. People do it for weight loss and people do it if they just want to know more about how their eating affects their blood sugar. So I signed up with a company that does this that I found online and they use a reputable product. So I place this in my arm and it stays on there with a big sticker over it. It didn't really hurt placing it. In fact, I would say it didn't hurt at all, but you can kind of tell that it's there. There were times that I forgot it was there. And then I had to download it to my phone at least every eight hours because it doesn't track longer than that. But it worked out very well. So I wanted to see if some of the conventional food rules work with my own personal blood sugar. And I also just wanted to do some experimentation. So I was really careful with things like making sure I got enough sleep every night so that if I changed one thing with my eating the next day, that I could rely on it being fairly consistent and reliable. I did have a night where I didn't sleep well, and that day I didn't worry about doing any experiments because I knew it would be pretty off. Because when I don't sleep well, I definitely have a hard time with my hunger cues. I'll tend to always want food if I think, am I hungry now? The answer is always kind of yes, if I haven't slept well. So those days I I didn't do any experiments, but I did some fun experimenting with comparing different days, comparing different lunches, comparing food order. And these are the three things that I really noticed. So one of these I feel like could be sort of variable depending on how your body works compared to how my body works. But two of them definitely, I think, were pretty classic, but worth mentioning. So the first one is pretty classic, and I've talked about this in another episode, and that is that food order does matter. So if you want to hear more about that, that's in episode 34 of the podcast. So for three days in a row, I made a tuna salad with avocado mayonnaise and some vegetables in it, and then I used a cup of grapes as the sugar. So when I had them at the beginning of the meal, that meal had a higher glucose level after eating. When I mixed them in, it was the middle level of glucose for that meal. And then when I ate them after the tuna salad, then that glucose level was the lowest. So that's pretty classic for what we're looking at with food order. Now, grapes are a fruit and have a lot of fiber in them, so it was very different than eating something like refined sugar. My body metabolizes glucose normally, 
And so that glucose level, even when I had the grapes first, was never outside of a normal range for an after meal blood glucose. So it was kind of what I would expect with normal sugar metabolism in my human body. Now I'm on maintenance phase. So pretty much I would say I would have my grapes anytime I want them before, middle, or after the meal. But on a weight loss journey, I might use this hack to look at the food order to keep the glucose level lower because I'm trying to keep my insulin level lower as well because insulin is a fat storage hormone. So while trying to lose weight, I might think more about putting those grapes at the end or mixing them together. But like I said, on maintenance phase, I'm not worried about it. So anyway, it was fun to kind of see that food order, blood sugar level play out. Now for the second thing that I noticed with the continuous glucose monitor last summer. This one, I think is something that people would have to look at themselves. So I went to my favorite national chain and had a latte with the full syrup. So four pumps of syrup for a grande latte, about 20 grams of sugar, a little less than two tablespoons of syrup that goes in that latte. And I watched that sugar spike. And that was after I had breakfast that I went to this and I had a savory breakfast, but that was a, it was a big blood sugar spike. Not surprising, right? So then another day I had a sandwich, which I don't eat a lot of sandwiches anymore. And I have to eat gluten-free bread. So this was bread that had a little bit of sugar in it, not very much, and is two small pieces of bread. Because if you have to eat gluten-free bread, you know that usually they're kind of miniature sized slices. So anyway, I had two slices of bread, a true sandwich, because I wanted to see what was there. And the fascinating thing was that the sandwich lunch also had a large blood sugar spike above the healthy range, and it was at the same level as the latte with 20 grams of syrup from four pumps of sugar. This was surprising to me. I know that flour causes an inflammatory response in us when we eat it, but I was a little surprised that this was quite as high and matched my full sugar latte. In my body, they were exactly the same. I had expected ahead of time that the refined sugar in the latte syrup would be worse than the bread. So this made me think even more about choosing carefully when I want to have bread and when I don't want to have bread. Okay, the third thing that I noticed is also a fairly classic thing, but a big smiley face for me. So let's end with that. People have been talking a lot over the past year, not eating your carbs naked. The suggestion is that you would pair your carbs or your dessert with some sort of healthy fat or protein so that your blood sugar would not go as high. This really worked for me. And being someone who likes to eat sugar, I appreciated that I could hide my dessert as far as my blood sugar went. So I had a couple different dinners and followed myself having a very normal blood sugar curve after eating. Again, I told you that my body metabolizes glucose normally, but I could have a square of nice dark chocolate at the end of my meal and it was no different than if I had had none at all. And I could even hide 
a half slice of homemade pie at the end of the meal. So I was feeling really good that I can hide dessert at the end of a meal like that. Obviously, I didn't wait hours to have it. I had it with my meal. And this was happy for me for a couple reasons. One is that I like dessert. So knowing that I'm not throwing my body off by having a little bit every now and again. Also, just knowing that I have diabetes in my family history, maybe you do too, knowing that I could hide this dessert and not be throwing my blood sugar up high. And just understanding how my body works with dessert was nice. If I had the whole piece of pie, which I do have sometimes, the blood glucose level did go higher. So just knowing this made me feel really in charge of choosing what I want to have at the end of a meal. So I've told you about the three things I learned from having a continuous glucose monitor on last summer. And I am thinking I might like to do it this winter because I eat very differently in the winter than in summer because I live somewhere where it's very hot in the summer and very cold in the winter. So let's look at the three things I learned this past summer and what advice I would give you from those three things. So food order matters. Not a surprise. We've talked about it on the podcast before, and it can be used as a hack during your weight loss journey to eat your carbs at the end. Now, honestly, if you're having like a tofu stir fry and everything's mixed together, would I try to pick things out and have the tofu first? I probably wouldn't. It's not really worth it just because you want to have a happy, natural eating style. So that's not a day I would worry about it. But on a day that I'm sitting looking at maybe some fried rice, some chicken, and some vegetables, which are three different plops on my plate, I would definitely, on a weight loss journey, have the rice last. So again, that would be my advice to you if you are losing weight currently. But the second thing is that bread had the same spike as syrup in a latte. Now, really, this was a big surprise for me. And I think you should use what happened to me to think about yourself as well. When I work with clients, some of them are like, the sugar is going to be hard for me to cut back on. Some of them say it's the bread. You know, do you really know how it goes in your own body? Not really from my story, but I'll tell you, they're both pretty important pieces of blood glucose spikes, which are going to cause an insulin spike. And so think carefully about when you want to have these. Choose intentionally have them when you want them, but think about how often you want to have them so you can enjoy having them when you want, but also you're not just mindlessly having them all the time because they will hold you back. That inflammation, that high blood glucose will hold back your weight loss journey. Okay. And the third one again was hiding dessert. So those of you who feel guilty about having that square of dark chocolate at the end of your meal, I don't think you need to. These things can definitely be hidden at the end of the meal by having them along with your meal, and you're not necessarily going to really have a higher blood sugar level. So you can feel good about that. Hello, my vibrant friend. This is Dr. Heather Awad. If you are listening to this podcast in the week that it was published, I want to tell you that we're doing a five-day sugar detox Tuesday, January 10th through Saturday, January 14th, 2023. So join me 
I'll be live at noon on the Vibrant MD Facebook page. So I'll see you there. We're talking about why a sugar detox can help you in the new year with healthy eating and your weight loss journey. I'm also going to talk about some really great foods that you can eat this week and then keep on rotation over the next couple months to make your weight loss journey more delicious and more fun and easier, which are all good things, right? So look forward to seeing you there.